Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bear Hug Club podcast. As always, I'm your host, Name Redacted, and I'm joined by Name Redacted and Name Redacted. Hello, boys. Hello. If that intro confused you a little bit, that's because this week we're going to be talking about Whoa. censorship in wrestling. Um, but the kick started, obviously there was a pretty big pay-per-view at the weekend. You might have heard of it. It's called the Royal Rumble. Um, so we're going to do a quick run-through about that. Uh, just to kind of get the overall thoughts. I thought it was a pretty damn solid show, like one of the more solid rumbles we've had in like the last couple of years. Wouldn't you agree? I think um, Matt, like match after match after match, it was pretty solid. No match really dragged. Everything was like decently paced. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty solid. I think the the one that dragged the most for me was probably uh, Reigns Owens. Um, uh, but even that was absolutely serviceable and really good. And both the the actual Rumble matches, which is why you're there, were yeah. fucking solid. Yeah, uh, Reigns and Owens did drag a bit, but I think that's because they just wanted to show the Undertaker we're not soft. <laughs> that's why you let him get hit by. That's why you got hit by a golf buggy. <laughs> But that that botch that botch with the handcuffs. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. that. (laughs) Yeah, it was painful to watch, but we'll get to that when it comes to it. So we'll just kind of go through beat by beat. So obviously, I missed the pre-show, but it's kicked off with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeating Charlotte Flair and Asuka for the women's tag team title match, which got my evening off to a pretty poor start because uh, Asuka's in my fantasy draft and because it was uh, two times multiplier, that means I lost six points because of this one. Um, Anything you want to say, lads? Did any of you guys catch it? Yeah, it it was fine. I didn't. Like, I I caught it, so it wasn't, it was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I much prefer the AEW pre-shows because it's just matches. Yeah. You know, um, there really is not much point. If you're up to date on the product, there's no point in watching a WWE pre-show because it's everything you've seen. Nah. And then they're going to replay those packages during the pay-per-view anyway, whatever. Um, the women's tag titles are something that they could really, you know, do something with. And now they're doing the the, the women's Dusty Classic in NXT mm-hmm. and on 205. Um Hopefully this leads to something. There's there are a lot of feuds going on with within all of this. Um, Shayna and and Nia almost have a feud with each other that you know they're doing almost like a like a uh, you know bar story where they're you know learning to work together. You've got uh, you got Charlotte and, and Rick and um, Lacey Evans coming into play. Uh, you got Asuka and um, Alexa Bliss, all of this kind of stuff. It it was fine. 
it was all it needed to be. Uh, it was good that it was on the pre-show. Part of me was like, why, why are, why is the best female wrestler supposedly in the world, Charlotte, in on the pre-show, and also Asuka on the pre-show? Um, but no, it was it was fine. It was good. It, it did a job, and like they 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 traded over, continued some stories. So it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't catch this. I very rarely watch pre-shows unless there's a match on there that I really want to see, like when they used to have all the Cruiserweight title matches mm-hmm. on the pre-shows, which now especially when Buddy Murphy was champion. Shows. No. no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of our points, I sort of didn't really feel the sting of this. I do have Charlotte, but I also have Nia Jax. Yeah, so you just kind of, oh, well, you would have gained at least like a good record points for her winning. Yeah, yeah. No, um, like I said, I was like, I was uh, busy watching RuPaul with some people before this came on. So uh, we literally finished that and jumped straight into it. So we just missed it. Uh, But I was pretty off to a poor start. And then to add to my anxiety, uh, the kickoff match on the actual show was, of course, Drew McIntyre against Goldberg. Another one I was incredibly worried about because, again, I've got Drew. He was going in as champion. It was very real that Goldberg could have pulled another stunt like he did last year and beaten Drew. Thankfully, he didn't. And honestly, it was a really good match. Like I think that kind of helped add to the tension. Like It was the perfect kind of Goldberg match that we're kind of used to seeing. Like It's just big move, big move, maybe a big spot like Drew going through the barricade. But... Um, at least with these matches, you get, you've get you got some proper investment in it because I don't think anyone really wanted to see Goldberg win. So it was really nail-biting every pinfall that was featured in this match. And I, th- I think it was just kind of, it was actually, I was a bit surprised when they'd kick off the show of this match, but I suppose it was kind of the perfect way to do so. Yeah, uh, I think when it's, when it's coming to, when it's coming to Goldberg matches, you, you just don't know. I think it just depends on his mood. No, I'm going over. No, I'll put him over. Just, I think it just depends on his mood. But I think mm-hmm. definitely the right decision keeping the title on Drew. But like you said, like you, you could have seen any one of those pinfalls being the absolutely pinfall. I mean, that was the thing but when you got him up jackhammer. I was absolutely like fretting. I thought that was going to be it. So I was like, I had literally jumped out of my seat in absolute glory when he finally kicked out to fought right he's i don't think he's gonna lose here <clears throat> yeah there's probably one of the, I, I, the I, matches I, on the card that that really didn't benefit from the no crowd um yeah him kicking out the jackhammer probably would have been the best way to open the show mm-hmm. um with a live crowd um no matter how hard i try i it's so hard for me to to hear the like canned crowd cheers and everything because i just can't help but hear the repetition and like mm-hmm. the same person cheering in it um i'm i'm really i am like sold on the thunderdome thing though there's definitely a delay it's just like hits the jackhammer and then everyone in the crowd is like, <laughs> like eventually but but yeah otherwise really really solid um cementing drew uh i'm not really t- too sure what's next for him i don't think the no spoilers men's winner is gonna go after drew um 
really, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead, man. I read something today um, that there's only two people in WWE history who've beaten Brock and Goldberg clean, and that's Drew and The Undertaker. Oh, okay. Which puts Drew in a very, very exclusive club. If if that's true, I don't know whether it's true or not. I didn't research it because I am a hack. Well, I guess <laughs> Taker is going to have to come out of retirement one last time. Taker I mean, Drew, for... WrestleMania 87. I mean, there was a lot of speculation that uh, Taker might have actually been, might actually be coming out of retirement for Mania, but I kind of hope he doesn't. I hope he does stay retired, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes from there. Um, after that, it was Sasha Banks defeating Carmella to retain the SmackDown Women's Title match. Um, I wouldn't say there's a lot to talk about. It was a it was a perfectly fine match. It wasn't anything that blew me away. But again, it was it was just like a nice little one to get out the way just before we could get into sort of the Rumble matches themselves. Um, I think you had some sort of obviously some fun moments with uh, Carmella's bodyguard. Is he called Reginald? Uh, he's not a bodyguard. Uh, he's her uh, sommelier. Sommelier. Okay. Excuse which me is, for that. Which is like a butler. Wine taster. Yeah. <laughs> he's a professional wine taster. <laughs> I think Vince probably just went to like a rich billionaire's vineyard and he was just like, oh. You have a sommelier. I want one of those. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole story. The same reason that yeah. um, uh, uh, what was the pay per view? Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. It's probably yeah. just because somebody gave him a deal on the song Great Balls of Fire. So he was like, "Well, I guess I've got to, I've got to shill that. <laughs> got to use that somehow." Um, yeah. Anything you want to say on this match at all? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. I think it's just because I do. I love Sasha Banks and Carmella. Since she's came back, I'm really enjoying Carmella's work. I think it's the best she's been since she was teaming with Ellsworth. Just in that, she's just so entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You know, I think I think this match could have could have gone for another couple of minutes. Just had that little bit extra because I don't think anyone saw Sasha losing the title, especially with the run she's been on. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it was um, it was a pretty, it was going to be a pretty predictable outcome. I mean, again, like it's not it was a bad match. It was pretty serviceable. I mean, realistically, this was probably the match I wasn't really that invested on throughout the whole card, so I wasn't really too fussed about it. But again, it was still pretty serviceable and enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Carmella's run now is very interesting. Um, how bored they get of gimmicks is not a good sign. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I still, I still don't think it holds a candle to uh, the sort of Mella is money run, which mm-hmm. was just great. She was great with the bank, the money in the bank that she won twice, I guess. Yeah. One on the Sunday and then one on the Monday. Um, but but you know time will tell time will tell i think it's still fairly early days for it but yeah no one will ever well no one in wwe ever going to mention that the first winner of the first ever women's money in the bank ladder match was a man oh yeah no and especially not man 
Yeah. <laughs> what would he think? Yeah. Well, that's just WWE booking for you, and it? it can't just be something nice. It's got to be ruined by man. Mainly we Vince McMahon. Have nice things. Yes, Vince. Vince won't let us have nice things. Like, why would he? <laughs> um, after that, then I've included this. It was the Bad Bunny performance. Who the hell is this guy? Okay. Um, I've, before we go no. into it, though, like here's the thing: I've looked at comments and stuff, and a lot of people were saying the same thing. But then I found out apparently we should kind of know this guy because here's a few stats about him: he had 48 million listens on Spotify. He's got 29 million Instagram followers. 83 way, songs in the Billboard Hot Latin song chart. Way, way more than way, that, okay. Like 8.5 billion listens on Spotify. He's the, he's, the highest, he's the highest listened to artist in the world for 2020. Oh, no. So that was it. So it was 40 million monthly listeners on Spotify, oh. and he's had 80 billion streams, which makes him the number one ranked Spotify last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely in the top 50, I, I yeah. Think, I think because I didn't know him, but I also don't know any pop stars, even ones from the UK or from America. Yeah. So really, you could show me. My I, my brain was like, oh, give go on, throw out a name of a pop star that you don't know, which doesn't. Really work. <laughs> no, I no. Know I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you who's who's big right now anyway. But but um, it it's it is interesting, sort of seeing um, a lot of the WWE crowd on socials. Because everyone is saying, like, who is this guy? Even a bunch of, like, um, what's the fucking journalists are, are, like, going on about it. Like, who mm. is this guy? It's just like, do well, job. Here's, like, kind of, like, I guess the um, the thought process of a lot of WWE fans. So, obviously, it was announced before that Bad Bunny was going to be here. What, uh, like, a Facebook group, a Facebook page I follow is WrestleHQ, who do a lot of selling of merch and toys and stuff. And the guy who runs it put on a massive rant about, like, who the hell is Bad Bunny? Why is he performing? Why is the video this got this guy? And he, he ended that quote with saying, bring back Limp Biscuit." Okay. No. No. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the... It's probably going to bring in more eyes than bringing in Rob Gronkowski did. Oh, I, yeah. I, almost positive that that's the case especially um you know on the follow-up show uh he basically was uh was the hype man and and teamed with the priest practically right yeah yeah which is great uh for damien priest bringing him in um i mean the the wwe crowd are absolutely fucking huge in in like latin america mm -hmm. um and you know more eyes on the product means means all good and also he doesn't hit a bad crossbody so it's fine it was better than snoops <laughs> fall off the top rope so it's cool. yeah you, you couldn't really call snoops a splash it was just more like a tumble <laughs> yeah um and it, sorry with, go this ahead, guy, with this guy the thing that got me was that his song's called booker t so fair enough but hmm. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, can, you, can you just play the entire song and I will just do exactly what Booker T did the whole time? Just <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, it's not even like Booker T was in the rumble. <laughs> I think Gary's just, just gonna sit there and this time. <laughs> yeah, just, just pause Next my video because I'm about to stand up. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I was hoping. 
with that, he was going to come in the Rumble as GI Bro, like he was dressed in the perfect attire yeah. for it. Like that surprise return was right there, and I thought he's in gear. He must be making some kind of appearance, and all it was was just for him to say, "Can you dig that sucker at the end?" and then have a bit of an altercation with the Miz and Morrison. Um, yeah, it was nice of Miz and Morrison to sell for him. Yeah, scary. Uh, there was a bit. There was Isn't a bit where he, he still he, like, he 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 wrestled like fairly recently because he does like more indie shows. I think he owns a couple of promotions. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe I know he owns at least one in Houston. Um, there was a, the the bit where they scared off Miz and Morrison. Um, Bad Bunny goes back into his locker room and then closes the door on on Booker T, and then Booker T has to like reopen it like. <laughs> yeah i mean at the end of the day like i i don't know who bad bunny is it's not my cup of tea but you can honestly see why this was a huge get for wwe because at the end of the day it's gonna get a, hopefully a lot more eyes on the product so you can't really you can't really blame them for that yeah uh, and the way that uh your social medias are set up anyway is that you're not seeing comments in different languages uh, if you don't speak, you know, any sort of, um, you know, you don't speak Spanish or Portuguese or any of like the, the sort of those, those kind of languages, you're not going to see them most likely. And even if you did see them, you wouldn't even know if they're saying they're, they're probably not saying like, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're probably saying like, oh, bad bunny, let's fucking go. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. 100% good for wwe is that good for everyone else i don't know probably not (laughs) for sure right now i want to see i want to see a match bad bunny versus el torito (laughs) wrestlemania confirmed um moving past bad bunny then uh, it was the women's rumble match which was won by bianca belair uh did one of you guys have a you jace she's on your roster right oh no your roster's Garrett, is she on your roster? Probably check if she is. <laughs> you need to add your points, dude. Um, no, I thought I thought I did. I, the only B I have is Bailey. Okay. Uh, well, either way, she was kind of like one of those rumored to win people, and it's it's a new it's a new elevation, which was great. Um, again, this was another just a solidly booked rumble. This is probably the best women's Royal Rumble match I've seen since they introduced like that. That was the thing. Now it felt really solidly booked throughout. They had plenty of nice little surprises, and what I liked this time is they didn't rely too heavily on that because obviously the issue they have with the women's roster, it's not as deep as the men's so the like the last couple they've done it was always like the same kind of legends return at least this one it felt more consistent of like more current stars and what they could grab from nxt as well uh which was great for me because i've got a lot of nxt women on my roster and a lot of them featured in this match then you go back and check what points i've actually got from that (laughs) um and i just love the fact that when it got to the final two it was great that we were either going to get uh rio or bianca who were both well deserving of it obviously i was trying to bank on Team Ripley, because that would have got me some major points, but I couldn't. I couldn't really be mad at the fact that at least they gave the uh, rub to Bianca. Yeah, Bianca was is one of them. I I didn't think she was going to win it. I think she. I, I don't think she's. I di- I didn't think she was quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be a Royal Rumble winner, and she has the potential to go on and 
properly main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But I just I didn't think like with the story they were telling with Bailey they were going to pull the trigger yet. But so glad that she won. She is probably the best athlete. Oh yeah, on the women's division between her and Naomi, which and they kind of showcase well in this match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have minded seeing uh, seeing the, that tag team. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that was is, the EST. Yeah. She is the superlative of the women's division, um, which is honestly pretty solid. I, I, I dig that as like a because it's hard. It's not a gimmick. It's more of just like a. It's like how Becky Lynch isn't really. The man is more of a moniker and less of a gimmick, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's solid. Like I would have been happy with either winning that they were in the final two. I hope that Rhea somehow makes her way back into WrestleMania. Um, I'd even even just like love to see her take part in Chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool. I mean, we don't. I mean, we don't know if this is an official call up. Do we? Um, it was confirmed this was a call up, but they've still it's still undetermined where she's going, whether it's going to be Raw or SmackDown. I mean, given Damien Pre showed up on Raw, maybe SmackDown just to kind of spread that out a bit, but it still remains to be seen. No, I, I want Ripley on Raw, and I want Ripley, Charlotte, WrestleMania, Raw Women's Title. Well, no, can go, can go to any brand. No. She's that. She's that no. Cena level now, where she can just kind of. Yeah. Just because I really, I really want to see Bianca and Sasha at Mania. That that'd be amazing. And yeah. I really want Ripley to get the get her momentum back from last year's WrestleMania. I want that yeah. too, but Asuka's my in my roster as the champ, and I don't want to lose more points. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair. I've got Charlotte, so I want it even more. Yeah, but I'm already the champion, so no. I think I'm you'll find I'm the champion. No. <laughs> I won that title. Get your, get your badass head out of the stream. <laughs> I think I think I think Gary's gonna get bored very quickly of that. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think going back to it, like yeah, it was a solidly booked rumble. Had some great, lots of moments. Um, but what did we think about uh, Naomi's little spot where she was just lying on the floor for feet in the air? Was she out, or do you think you, you can claim, claim that has not been eliminated? <laughs> I th- I think didn't touch the floor, but a, a whole body left the ring. <laughs> yeah, but the rules are her feet. <laughs> I, I like I like this game. That was that was Right, if I go to the ring wearing, you know those uh, uh, moon shoes that used to be advertised yeah. to as a kid. If I go to the ring wearing moon shoes or little stilts, I'd just never be eliminated. Yeah, Unless, yeah, but you could say you could say that about wearing you could say that about wearing shoes. Technically, it's your feet touching the floor. That is very true. Just get some thick-ass platforms to really cement uh, that. Some, yeah, some weird new rocks. Direct yeah. rumble where you have to de-shoe everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino directs the Brian Panties match. Oh, oh. No, less less Brian Panties. No, okay. Um only only toes. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a toe and heel match. <laughs> Did you see the uh 
did you see the still that sh- when Ripley and Bianca were both outside? Oh, well, Bianca's, Bianca's, feet, feet. Bianca's feet were on the floor. Whatever. Oh, well. I wouldn't. I wonder if they'll like bring that into a story. If they do, mm-hmm. that would be fucking ruining the character, I think. Especially because of the babyface promo she cut, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I it mean, be... like, Ripley Ripley goes to SmackDown and says, you didn't win. Nah, I don't I think that's in Ripley's character. Um, I think that's just brushed away. That would only be worth it if they were going to turn Rhea back into a monster heel, and I don't think they're ready to quite do that, because, like you say, she's still got some redemption to do over Charlotte, whether they go with that. I mean, the thing is, I don't think you even need to give one of them the title for Mania. You could just have that match on its own, and it would still have the same impact of Rhea finally getting the redemption she needs. Yeah, it's better if Charlotte doesn't have the title or she bloody retain. Yeah, exactly. So... Ah well, either way, this was a great little rumble match, and uh, one more thing. Yes, Victoria's Victoria's return. Yeah, um, who who saw that coming? That was a surprise. That was a legit surprise. Um, God, like how long's it been since she was in WWE? That's what since like two thousand and six, maybe something around that time. It's been a while. Before it was before Trish retired. Hmm. So it's been. A good old while. Been a good old while. No, nope, uh, that was a lovely surprise. I mean, I mean, the, the Rumble backstuff just had lots of nice little moments. I thought Billy Kay was fucking hilarious at the start of it. Yeah. Uh, the little Iconics reunion was brilliant. Uh, Jillian Hall was even a nice surprise. Like, very yeah. fun, random, obscure throwback. But, yeah, it was just brilliant overall. Uh, following that, it was, of course, Roman Reigns defeating Kevin Owens in the last man standing match for the Universal title. Um, I think I agree the match went on probably a little bit too long, but it it was it didn't necessarily feel that way just because it was essentially just a huge spot fest. And I like that they finally kind of just broke the fourth wall and went all around the Thunderdome with this one. So they went right onto the LED screens. They went back into that very sort of, sort of surreal backstage area they've got set up now that just appears to be rings everywhere. Yeah, they went back <laughs> to the practice ring. Yeah. Uh, which was... All right, sure. Yeah, there's, there's the practice ring, but then if you look, there was another one a bit further down. So part of me's got to think, there's just going to be one like dotted around all the different points of the arena. Um, Roman Reigns try tried to. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. I think, yeah. gonna... yeah. I think they're going to try and do a new kind of war games where it's three rings, but it's hell in a cell. You can get out of the ring. <laughs> That's why they've got all them rings. We're gonna... well, the whole arena is going to be war games. <laughs> We're going to leave one cage and go into another cage and then go into another cage. They should, they should We're going to go into a cage within a cage within a cage. You know, <laughs> an entire roster match, just one person burying everyone else. Triple H. It. <laughs> um, it was also good in this match to see uh, Roman Reigns living up to his fam, flam, uh, family, family's bloodline by um, running someone down. <laughs> So it was pointed out to me as well, Stone Cold. Um, Kevin Owens has not only inherited the Stone Cold Stunner, he's also inherited just getting hit by cars as well. Fair yeah. play to him, because it looked fucking gnarly. Like, he went full-on through the windshield, hit Roman, and then just barreled out. But what didn't make total sense afterwards is then Owens was the one in control of the match. Like, I, at least sell it a little bit, man. <laughs> 
but it's a. Right, it, I mean, car, getting, hit getting hit by a Superman punch does. Yeah. Because Roman's strong. Big dog strong, man. Um, and yeah, it, again, it, it kind of just kept building. I mean, like we were saying before, it was it was a shame it was ruined by that the handcuff spot at the end. It was just really awkward of the referee getting to, just getting to six and then going. Because <laughs> well, Roman li- literally had to stand um, while he was down there, so yeah. I looked at where he was. Like he could have stood. Yeah, I looked at, at them He could definitely have stood up. Yeah, but he had to in the end because Heyman was couldn't get it open. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they'd give. Apparently, it was. It was literally because the handcuff was put on the wrong way, so the hole was facing the wrong way, I think it was. So it was just really awkward to actually see and get to. Yeah, yeah. apparently that was it. The old excuse of the hole being in the wrong place. So you set me up perfectly for that. Go sit in the corner. (laughs) I am in the corner. Good, stay there. Um... Yeah, I mean, what can you say? It was just a fun... It was like one of the more sort of physical last man standing matches I can remember seeing for a long time. It um, kind of lived up, I guess, to the namesake of it, whereas like the last couple I can remember weren't as like what you would expect from them, but I think it was still pretty decent. Um, and then, obviously, we ended with the Edge winning the men's Rumble match. Um, what do you guys think? Did you, did you see Edge winning? Was this a surprise, or were, were you kind of thinking this is what they might go with? Uh, it was a surprise. Um, it's not. It's not an unwelcome one, honestly. Uh, I mean, if you look at his average match time, mm-hmm. when he's wrestled, it's like, on average, he's now wrestling thirty-five to forty minutes. You know, he's not showing up and doing ten-second matches. Nope. Uh, he's putting on decent stories. He's not burying anyone in the rumble either. Um. No, like I'm, I'm completely fine with it. I, I hope they tell a good story going forward. He's appearing on NXT tonight. Um, yes, so it could be going with Jace's uh, hope of a dream match. What the Edge Pala could be cool. Edge Pala. I, I have a feeling this week is going to be. He's just going to show up and and mm. he's every champion. I think it's going to be him versus Reigns. Yeah. Because they love, they love like your move is like my move, so it will be a spear versus spear at Mania. Um, and if it's not Edge, it's probably Goldberg against Reigns at Mania. Uh, They're gonna go with spear versus spear for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that happening. I see a, a story like Reigns just doesn't want to see Edge at all for some reason, calls him lazy because he didn't come back or something like that. The, the way that I would book it is now that you have Christian back as well, you you sort of have him come in. Hopefully, uh, both of the Usos uh, are, are back and 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 healthy in in time. And then you Different just brands. Have, you just have uh, oh, I can retroactively do that. You can, like, <laughs> you can be like, oh, nah, I'm I need my tribe. Make a deal. Um, <laughs> and what what you do is you just have Edge and Christian versus the Usos at Chamber or something. Um, you have Reigns hurt Christian along the way. You know, easy, easy as you just get to Mania, and I, that would be the way I would go. I don't think him versus Drew is that compelling. 
Uh, I don't I don't think there's a story there. Um, and WWE don't entirely like to do babyface versus babyface, and I don't think they want to turn Drew, and they probably don't want to turn Edge either. Um, could be Balor, but Balor's doing a story with Unsweet Era. And then Karrion Cross is Cross. getting involved. So, um, I, I I mean, I don't... I think we'll eventually see Edge and Balor, because I think Balor's been at the top of Edge's list of, like, wrestlers he really rates for a while now so i think he does want that but i think i was right he's literally just going to be there so we can get a bit of a tease because obviously last year kind of showed that if you win the rumble you could potentially fight for an nxt title so i think just to get more viewership on nxt just to get those numbers up that's why they're sending edge over there just to kind of tease the water a bit um it's, it's smart if you have someone if you have someone for example winning the money in the bank they should uh or, or someone winning the rumble or either or and they've got a a uh, a contract, right? Yeah. Winning the Rumble is like winning the G1 in New Japan, where they have they have a briefcase. The briefcase just means I get a title opportunity at Wrestle Kingdom, which is the same as um, uh, you know, Royal Rumble. You get a title opportunity at WrestleMania. It's just it's a a, a, a symbol of, the, of your status and and of what you're going to do. I think that you know them parading that kind of thing around being like i won the rumble i can show up wherever i want brings eyes to all of the different uh you know all of these different things it makes people think is he gonna is it gonna be Balor? is it gonna be is he gonna go after the intercontinental or something is he gonna do do all this kind of shit and yeah it it, it yeah. really is a smart thing to do but they probably shouldn't do it with bianca at the same time but maybe down the line she could just show up where she wants as it, it it not only does it bring eyes but it makes that person seem more important as well that they can mm -hmm. go to all these places they can shop around as it were yeah totally agree yeah th this was one of my this is up there one of my favorite rumbles mm -hmm. just there was a couple of things i didn't like how there was no keith lee in the match some big names that should have been in there that weren't could have done with some more NXT guys. Yeah, was it? It was mainly just the call ups, wasn't it? There was no just random NXT people like in the women's, was it? Uh, Dakota Kai, Shotzi Blackheart. But yeah, for the women's, like I mean, for the men's, I don't think they just That's had random. Men. Yeah, I think uh, it was all just actual call ups. It wasn't just. Oh. Yeah, again, call up. I can't, I, I can't think of any apart from Damian Priest. No, I think it was just Priest, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Edge winning, didn't see it coming, but I'm glad. I think he can have a he's going to put on a good match, regardless of who the champion is. I'm sort of debating whether or not I want Edge to go. Who I want Edge to go against? Mm -hmm. At the minute, I want Drew to lose the title. To have Edge, to have to have Edge AJ at WrestleMania, have Drew lose the title in Elimination Chamber. I think I think Garrett. I think Garrett has a couple of thoughts on that, Jess. <laughs> Obviously, I, I don't want Drew to lose the title at all. I love Drew yeah, as, as listen, the Drew is, Drew is not going to lose the title uh, until at least after we have uh, a WWE pay per view back in the UK, a live one. 
That because you know it's Drew's just... already lost the title once. Yeah, and then instantly won it back. I, I feel like if they milk that, it. it's just gonna. I, I think if they are going to pull the trigger on a UK pay per view, they've got to have Drew as the champion. Yeah. They hate doing UK pay per views though because of the time difference. Yeah. They just don't want to do it. anything. But they'll Why do they it in Saudi Arabia. If it's a Saudi yeah. you can stay up there. Because the UK can't give the WWE a fucking billion quid just to come over and do like 10 years worth of shows. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, 100,000 dead. Uh, but, but, uh, we, 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 we are going to have a, a, a battleground. Uh, yes, no, no, not a SummerSlam. Or, uh, well, 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 well. Uh, okay, fast lane. Take it or leave it. Fast lane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give you. Uh, okay, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll give you uh, one Cyber Tuesday uh, and and a capital punishment. <laughs> Parliament's punishment. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Very good. That's uh, that's Boris Johnson. Uh, I thought that was Theresa May. That was far too. That was such a good impression. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, um, I, I... Just Edge winning. I don't know if like I, I don't know who he's gonna go against. I think his best his best shot's gonna be Roman. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. I think they're planning on having Drew Sheamus after what's been happening on Raw. I think that's that that's probably gonna be a a tied him over as they build up the actual mania opponent. I think uh he'll beat Sheamus come um, Chamber, the winner of Chamber will be who faces Drew. As for who that could mm-hmm. be, could be it could be AJ they continue on with him and Omos. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a really difficult one. Yeah. Who's going to be Drew's mania? It is weird that Raw is so shit. But they've got so much talent. Yeah, that's the thing. They've got so many stars that they could be building for Drew, and it feels like they haven't really done like much with it. Like it seemed like they were going that way with Keith for a bit, but again, the fact he wasn't at the Rumble doesn't instill much confidence about where he could be. He's gone. <laughs> He's <Not> gone. <laughs> um. So, so how yeah, you Keith Lee. <laughs> I'm not bad, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, hey guys, um, it's still recording, so that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so like we were saying, um, it, it's there's so many great talent they've got on Raw that they could be building up for Drew, but it feels like nothing's no one's quite there yet. Um, like we're saying, like Keith Lee, it seems like they were building up to give him and Drew a good feud, but the fact that he wasn't at the Rumble kind of doesn't instill like like they. Like thinking of doing anything with him. I mean, part of that could be because I think isn't Mia Yim having to self isolate at the moment, and obviously they're a married couple. Do you think that means he has to isolate with her? That's I, that, I didn't know she was isolating. Really yeah, I'm sure she said she had COVID. That is a very good shout. You're right on yeah. that. Um, that that probably. Well, if that if that's the reason, I've got no problem with Keith not being at the Rumble. Yeah, um, exactly. I, honestly, I hope that's the reason. I hope that they're just self isolating and obviously symptomless and fine. But I hope that that is the reason, and not sending. A, a, by by all account, I mean I can't speak for 
the WWE trainers. Maybe they've seen something in his footwork that could go wrong. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen Keith Lee many a time. Um, and he is a consummate professional. So I don't believe he needs to go back to developmental. And what is NXT anymore if it's not... I mean, don't they already develop? Why would you call him up if you thought he wasn't... The whole point of it is just it doesn't make much sense. Maybe they're just trying to mold him into their version of a big man. Mm -hmm. What Uh, pissed me off about that is that you've got a guy who is already at the professional level. He's a big man who does like ridiculous stuff that a big man wouldn't normally do, and he seems to do it perfectly safe. Yet he gets sent back down there for retraining, but then you've got a character like Nia Jax who has routinely injured people and has not been reportedly sent for retraining. I just don't understand it. Well, it's... It's nepotism. I mean, you know, she's the cousin of The Rock. I I believe it's yeah. most likely nepotism. Uh, she it, and also she is the only uh, you know big stronger character you have in the women's division. Yeah, there is a lot you can do with her. It's it's weird, like what they how behind her they are in different respects. So they gave her the spot in the men's rumble last year, which was great. She did absolutely great in that. Um, and it was, I, I suppose, you know, it, it was almost cathartic, uh, her being very, very healy and whatnot. It was, that was very good. Um, they were going to do her and Moxley. They constantly have her at the top. And I think that's purely just because, you know, Vince is in love with, you know, larger characters and and stronger characters. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's just nepotism. I think. Mm. Um, I hope because the track record isn't great. I think, I think possibly people do focus on her just to play devil's advocate. I think people focus on her botches more. I, than Mm. because a lot of people do mess up. Sasha has, messed up a fair amount of time often she's hurt herself um but yeah i remember putting on facebook a few years ago can i please watch a sasha banks match without thinking she's going to kill herself yeah that's true like when she does a suicide dive it feels like it's the most risky thing ever because the way she sometimes lands it looks like she's almost broke a neck like on several different occasions um it reminds me of when I watch, uh, uh, if you ever watch a Naito against the Bushi match, mm-hmm. you just, you are doing this the whole time because it's constant like drops on the heads and everything. If I saw a, a, a three-way match between Ibushi, Naito and uh, Sasha, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> you'd, I, I'm, you'd not, be... like, I'm not uh, that dick. Yeah. Like, the thing is, we're talking about people being unsafe. Didn't Seth injure Cena and Sting in the space of like a month. Yeah, was that the same well, feud where he broke his nose I mean, and then broke broke Cena's Balor nose and well. um, yeah, buckle, buckle bomb did it to Balor and it did it to Sting. Um, broke Cena's nose. The thing is with a, a move like that, I, I, to anyone to anyone watching, I have I have some wrestling experience. I've trained a little. <laughs> no, I've not. I've not had a, an actual match 
Um, but I've been in the ring and I know how much bumps hurt uh, <laughs> and, you know, how hard you have to train your neck and, and how when you take a move, oftentimes it's just as much on you as it is on the person doing it to you. It's almost like, a you know, it's this, it's this tandem thing. Wrestling is more like a dance than it is a fight. Because yeah. If, you know, you're on the same team. You're, you're working towards the same thing. In that respect, a buckle bomb, you know, it's it's almost on how they land as well. Um, there's no way you can go back and pinpoint. You can't just say, nah, Sting got it wrong because he's old. Um, because he's done the buckle bomb thousands of fucking times. Uh, and it's just, it's been fine. I don't, I don't know. But then again, what you know, I'm def- I'm here sat basically talking about like, no, Seth is great and he doesn't do well. But then on, on the other hand, I'm like, Naya, unsafe. I don't know. It's I, I'm it one of those things. really interested in looking at the actual statistics of um, of move to injury ratio for a lot of the wrestlers and then cutting moves because um, I guess this will lead on to our almost censorship in a sense. I'd hardly say it's censorship stopping people from using moves um but sort of you know i mean you, you have joe not using the buckle bomb um you mean muscle buster uh, yeah muscle buster um <laughs> but like again it's a move he's done a million times incredibly safely um i don't know well we'll get on to we can actually go into that in the next segment but um to kind of bring about round anything else you want to bring up on the room, but men's rumble I, again, I think overall it was pretty another solidly booked one. There was some nice surprise returns, like seeing Carlito, which I called that was fun. Yes, um, Carlito. <laughs> Christian coming back, and it looks like he's actually Walker. kind of back with the same thing as Edge, going to be wrestling a lot well, more, which is uh, great to see. Christian has said that he is back as an active wrestler, but he's only part time, yeah. So good. he's kind of good, it's what he should be doing. I did. Here, Randy Orton broke a Royal Rumble record. Oh, which one did he break? Is I'm it glad it wasn't the longest, one I thought he was going to. <laughs> longest time in the Royal Rumble without eliminating anyone. Fair. I mean, I was super worried they were going to give him the the, the tie the with Austin. Yeah. Um, I think that was like a perfectly good swerve, but I was very worried for a couple. I knew he was obviously coming back at the end, but I was very worried yeah. when it was just Edge alone in that ring. Like, I thought... This is going to be it. They're going to give it to Orton. I mean, obviously, I'm super glad they didn't, and it was like a nice little fake out at the end there. So that was really good. But yeah, uh, I, I really like this. I like the whole pit with you top to bottom. It never felt boring. There was nothing like massively bad on it. I thought everything kind of made sense. Apparently, a good reason why that could have been is apparently Vince wasn't actually at the show. It was headed up by Triple H, Pritchard, and Kevin Dunn. Apparently he was watching it. He was watching on the network, but they were the three who were actually handling things. And that's got to be the first time Vince probably hasn't been there for like something right. like this. So he's he's not been at a few shows because his I, I wasn't at the SmackDown before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was at Raw on Monday, um, but it's because his brother. Uh, I, that's yeah, because his brother recently died, and I, I believe Sunday might have been the funeral. Um, he was still reportedly very much involved he was just on the phone the whole time to to the to everyone there uh, mm-hmm. anyone who takes this as like a uh if, if anyone goes like oh the show was so much better because he wasn't there it's like 
this is the show he booked the show yeah and i was gonna say like even if he wasn't in attendance he was gonna be either on the phone or sending constant messages because he is just an absolute cycle worker like that there was no way he was not at least gonna have some kind of hand in it mm-hmm. but take from that from what you will yeah yeah but we'll see yeah. how much more he's comfortable leaving other people to to handle it um, yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I was just going to say the same thing. Hopefully, now he sees that it can function without him well, there. In, in COVID, you know, now we know that if you're the CEO of WWE, you can work remotely. It's fine. You yeah, can, yeah. you can, uh, you can book via Zoom. I do. I think uh, Vince needs to do a Jeff Bezos Oslo and step down as CEO. Never gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Once you get to a Bezos status or a Musk status or a McMahon status, the shareholders don't want you to step down because if you, when you are Mr. McMahon, who is so synonymous with wrestling, when you step down, the stock is going to tank. If he dies, the stock is going to tank. If he even, if, if, if he somehow tweets like, I fucking hate wrestling. Not that McMahon's <laughs> that the stock will, will go down. Um, I don't even know if it, like if it's as much of a passion for him now, especially because he wanted to do the XFL and he wanted to do all these other things. But it's more of just a a uh, you know a mon- monopoly man esque capitalist venture where you know he he has to be there because he doesn't want the stock to go down. He doesn't want to upset shareholders. I think he's obviously still passionate about the product. Whether he knows what's best for it is obviously another discussion. But at the end of the day, he was always getting into this business to be number one and to make a shit ton of money because he basically was the guy to do the first of everything. Like, he basically killed the territories. He basically helped me. Obviously, he wasn't the first to do pay-per-view, but he was the one who really spearheaded that and made that become a massive thing. So they were getting lots of money making live weekly shows like raw and smackdown so he's always got his eye on what's like the next big thing like even the network like so we went about the peacock deal but that's kind of a bit of smart thinking he's probably thinking where is streaming going next because it's already at the point now where streaming so oversaturated that maybe the next logical step is a lot of them do start to combine or sell their rights to other services just to kind of keep up with the competition so right. at the end of the day i think he's passionate but he does always want him to see about where he's going to make that next big like billion dollars yeah i mean um he's almost been because there have been a few kind of like uh uh, mergers of wrestling like uh media like for example evolve is now part of wwe progress is now part you have some wxw stuff um and then you've also got things like iwtv that Mm -hmm. is like uh I kind of remember just the the names of, of who would be on there, but like you've got like Riptide and and a bunch of others that are just kind of thrown together mm-hmm. into this online thing. Yeah, I mean, what that means for the future, I because no one can you you have to now buy Peacock to watch WWE. I wonder if that will expand their brand or lower it. Will people actually? bother to move from the network to peacock or will people already on peacock bother to fucking watch the network 
Um, I think it's going to depend. There's already been a lot of people wondering like how accessible it's going to be. So, I mean, one, one thing we've always criticized about not just the WWE one, but more sort of wrestling streaming like apps, they are pretty poorly made. I think the network is the best one out of them, and that's still got its issues. Someone did like, um, showed an example of what the Peacock app is like. So, they did a share, search for, I think it was Amy, is it uh, what's an Amy Fowler from Parks and Rec? Um, so if you just search the actress's name, Parks and Rec should be on that service and nothing came up. And he was sort of showing, how is this going to work for the w when the WWE Network's on here if I can't just put in a wrestler's name to try and find a match? So take of that what you will. Um, I don't know. Hopefully there's some kind of integration for them. Uh, already, more than anything, I just get fucked off when like I'm on Twitter and I... I guess this kind of leads into censorship as well in some respect, but it's like, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I will, uh, there'll be a tweet from WWE and it's a, it's a clip from something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it will just say it's blocked for me, which it isn't because it's already, you know, been on TV here and I can also just go on the WWE UK one and look at the exact same clip. Um, but I wonder if, cause there's a lot of like, it's going to have to be so many deals made with like, where is Peacock available? Is it just going to be the US? Is it going to be Canada? Is it just going to be like some areas? Some maybe there'll be some kind of state regulations here and there. I don't know. Probably not statewide, but yeah, who knows? It will probably affect us here in some way. Will will the amount of content that they make go up? Will the amount of content they make go down? Because honestly, the good stuff on the network now is not the the wrestling. It's the the like decent production teams they get in for the 24s and the day of oh for sure that um that wwe icon yokozuna was fantastic if you, any of you guys saw that so i'm looking forward to the rest of those like they've been doing really good little documentaries and stuff oh it's it's super good definitely get on it when you get a chance it was really good um i think it'll be interesting i think I'll there's gonna be a possible similar deal maybe happening over here for like we've been said for now we still have the network I maybe could see, I think we might have said this before, I could see them maybe giving it to BT and it's going exclusively on maybe their app or something. So I could see a similar deal happen over here, possibly. Onto like a BT Sport app or something. Yeah, something like that. Because they already have the the rights to show Raw, SmackDown, like away from Sky Sports. Like it could it could happen. I think it could they could easily strike up a second deal like that over here. <clears throat> yeah, talking about the, the network... They just need uh, once COVID's gone. Like I miss them doing just the silly shows, like the ride along. Yeah. Uh, table for table for three. Just honestly, I've never seen someone laugh. Then, me last we were watching an episode of Ride Along. There was it was the one with the riot squad, mm -hmm. and I've never seen her laugh so much than when Sarah Logan farted in that car. <laughs> that's what i pay my 9.99 for that's where you get your investment back <laughs> yeah sarah no. morgan casting out ruby riot and Liv morgan and laughing about it right uh moving on now to the big topic we haven't really had a good discussion about something in a while and i kind of want to bring up the idea as we mentioned the censorship of wrestling uh it's kind of fair to say we live in sort of um 
the age of when cancel culture is kind of a huge thing. So I think people have kind of got their thoughts back and forth on it. But I mean, just this week alone, when you look at like any other aspect of the entertainment industry, Marilyn Manson was obviously heavily allegedly implicated by Evan Rachel Wood, which has already led to him getting dropped by his record label. There's already calls for the FBI to do an investigation into him. So it is pretty prominent. Um, the one thing that's kind of came up recently in wrestling that's led to a lot of censorship that I saw was obviously um, in the wake of the speaking out movement, a lot of wrestlers were obviously heavily implicated in that. And the way certain companies sort of responded to it was uh, quite interesting. So Progress Wrestling, because a lot of the wrestlers that were implicated were involved with Progress. Management there didn't handle it well when it first broke, and obviously it changed hands. Now, their handling of it is something I don't necessarily agree with for some things. So the main thing is, is if you go in there, demand Progress Service. Any mention of David Starr has been completely removed, including his matches being edited out. Uh, all of Super Strong Style from 2019 is gone. And it it feels like a rule for one and a rule for the other because you can still find matches with Travis Banks on there, with Jimmy Havoc. So it's a bit of a rule for one and a rule for another. And I don't necessarily agree that was the right way to go about it. But I suppose to get into that and kick off the discussion, do you guys ever feel that censorship is ever a justified action to take with this kind of thing? I mean, I mean, when we're talking about censorship, you 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 go. There's such a, a big spectrum there, and what mm -hmm. is censorship and what is not. Like if you look at uh, Trump being taken off Twitter, yeah. right? Is it really censorship to just not have him on there? Um, I don't think so. You know, you're not exactly. It's hardly a free speech issue. Um, in in terms of like wrestling, you could you could you could talk about censorship in that they make it black and white when there's blood or they cut away, mm -hmm. uh, and also they remove alleged sex offenders from their shows. Um, I I don't know. There's you should always you know believe in due process where possible, mm -hmm. but then. You know, I guess you should obviously be believing, um, you know, victims as well. I, yeah. I, I believe it's possible to kind of do both, uh, where you're you're allowed to to you're allowed to wait for the facts, but you can kind of try and find a middle ground. Um, I mean, Jordan Devlin is still the cruiserweight champion. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, there are two currently, right? Well, yeah, so Devlin is the Cruiserweight Champion in NXT UK, so I guess they've got one for the NXT UK, and then it's, uh, uh, what's his name in uh, the main brand NXT? There is one in NXT, I've forgotten his name at the moment, but they've got two at the moment, yeah. Um, so Progress still haven't uh, put Devlin back? No, so no Devlin matches are still on there. The only wrestler I can see that has been completely removed is David Starr. Now, obviously, with the David Starr thing, you, he was probably one of the biggest, uh, biggest independent names. But then also, his the allegations against him were like incredibly serious and. Um, I think even he sort of held his hands up a little bit. He kind of did that thing where he sort of admitted to kind of some of it, but not all of it. So that was kind of at least him banged to rights. But then my point is, Travis Banks, there was evidence 
shown about what he had been up to and the bad things he did, but his matches are still featured on the progress card. From what I can tell, it only just looks like David Starr stuff has been erased. Um, well, it, it, it almost doesn't even, it's not even censorship in a sense where it goes, it breaches onto the art versus artist conversation mm-hmm. where you take a Benoit mm-hmm. who does a horrible thing and you put up like uh like they do with the Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. So this is going to be my point. Um, Underneath the video, there is the disclaimer explaining these videos will feature people who had been outed in the speaking out movement and obviously like viewer, viewer, viewer beware kind of thing. It feels like that is sort of the more the route they should go because like you say with the old Looney Tunes cartoons, they had to go back and put in a thing saying you know, these reflected things of the time, and we don't think of this anymore. I feel like something like that would probably be a better way to go, because, like, I, I can see why they haven't removed nearly every single match of something implicated, because that means their library would have been drastically slashed. Like, I mean, Jimmy Havoc obviously has only had allegations leveled against them. If it all turned out to be true, then that would be their entire feud and program with Osprey that built the company gone, and a whole lot of other fucking matches from the library gone. So it feels like maybe it's a rule for one for a rule for the other. At least, or it, it, like I think a better way of going around it as well is like with Benoit, WWE does it the smart way. They don't mention him in anything. You can't find him on their website. You can't find his name on anything. But the matches are still there. They just make sure of a point to try and keep them a bit hidden. So when you see like the match by match guide, it will say who versus who. But when it's a Benoit match, it's usually Kurt Angle challenges for the Intercontinental title. They just don't mention him. And I think that's at least like a smart way to go about it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. It's it's such a difficult point to stand mm-hmm. with it, where where one of my favorite matches was the one that you and I watched, where it was that tag match with David Starr and, mm-hmm. and Walter. Um, where I can my I, if I look back on that match, I can still you know enjoy it, and, and I remember the feeling I got. But then also like. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to watch it again. At the end of the day, all of it is just going to come down to because they're all companies, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be a profit thing. Is it? It's the same thing with um, companies like Coca Cola and all these things uh, suddenly doing Pride Month or doing um, Black History Month. They don't care. They never have cared, or they wouldn't just do it on one month. They do it now because it's more profitable now to do mm-hmm. it you know it's why they didn't do it before um it's why they do it now because it's more profitable if it's more profitable to get rid of abusers um then they'd probably do it mm-hmm. you know uh and right now it's that's not really lo- like there's not a, a call for things to to there's not people saying i will boycott the network enough for them to actually take anyone off you know, so they won't do it. I just think it's it's just not... I just don't think it's ever the best move to kind of erase something and pretend it was never part of their history. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels, it just feels like they're just really trying to bury something that has happened and people know what's happened and people were there and that they used to work with this person. It just feels like too much of a backpedal move to try and be like, 
we never had. It, it kind of it does. It's not necessarily them saying this, but it feels like by just getting rid of those kind of matches, it's like saying that they never had any relation with David Starr, which obviously we know is not the case. Mm. I just feel like going back and deleting the archives and changing them just is a bit of a funny way to go about things. I know, I know I'm, I'm jumping here a lot, but the, the the thought that just crossed my mind is I remember a uh, an interview with it was Colbert and uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I think. And they were talking about art versus artist, and it was um, it was Cosby, mm. and and Seinfeld said said you know you know I, it's deplorable what he did I don't condone it but I still enjoy the Cosby Show uh, and I'd still watch the Cosby Show because you know he enjoyed it and and he can separate art from artist. But then you know Colbert said because what he did is so abject to the themes of the show which was about family and about love and whatnot you can't separate the two mm-hmm. i think with a lot of wrestlers you know you could somewhat possibly make an argument that you can separate their art from from the artist but let, let's take a joey ryan for example mm-hmm. whose whole character was this you know sleazy guy um that on the outside as a, as a fan, you can kind of be like, it, it's it's weird retroactively looking at it because, you, you know, he comes out with these like men dressed as dicks for a big show, right? And yeah. He, he does all, all this thing where people people grab his dick and he, then he flips and blah, 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 blah. You look back on it now and you're like, oh, that's horrible and, and disgusting. But you looked at it then and it's like, this is pretty comedic. It's There's no uh, horrible thing to it. So we thought. Um mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I, I guess you could kind of be like, you can't really separate those two. Maybe you should get rid of that. Because, you know, it's not like David Starr was coming out every week and and doing, you, touching women as part of his character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for putting it in that respect, you'd look at a David Starr and a Joey Ryan and you'd, you, you'd be like, Get, yeah, d- delete all the Jerry Ryan stuff. Get it gone. Um, I don't know. I don't know the right answer. I don't know if... I think that's the thing. There isn't really a right answer to this. This is just always going to be like an opinion. Like, I, I'm not saying like I like, condone whatever them two did. Like, uh, even if the footage was there, I probably would never go back and watch any of their matches. I just still don't think it's the right decision to necessarily get rid of it all. Uh, Jace, what do you kind of think? I mean, you've just been kind of... Sitting there, we've been going back and forth. What do you think? I think it's a difficult one to to talk about because it's like you guys have said it. There's no correct answer, but for me, it's like where's where's the line? Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem that a lot of people are going to have. Like, where is the line? For instance, you've mentioned David Starr, you've mentioned Jimmy Havoc, Joy Ryan, who've all been accused or admitted to or to some degree being involved in some sort of sexual assault. Yeah. But then obviously sexual assault is terrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I think we all no. we all agree on that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um but then there's also other horrible things in the world that people involved in the wrestling business have have done. Like uh look at New Jack Mm. He, attempted to, he attempted to kill someone. He's admitted to attempting to kill someone in the ring. Yet 
there's been nothing done with, with done with New Jack. And he was like continued to wrestle following that match as well. Yeah. Um Hulk Hogan with his racist comments. Yeah. Well that was always he was, was, was he was he was black blacklisted for a bit, but he's back now. Yeah, he was removed from the Hall of Fame and then last year he was meant to go in for the second time. Yeah. So it's like where with, well, with I, the whole censorship thing, it's like with with a lot of things in, in life, like societies decided, right, this is good, this is bad, this is all right, blah blah. But with stuff like this, it seems to be that there's there's no line. Like you can be someone can be accused of something and then the next week they'll in the main event of a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people they can be accused of something, and they're gone. Yeah. Well, okay. Like take for instance, take for instance Enzo Amore. He was accused of rape. And he was suspended from the company. I think quite rightly, while an investigation is ongoing. That accusation was, I believe, it was uh, either fabricated or they couldn't find any evidence to do anything about it, yet he was still terminated from WWE. So if an accusation can do that to one person, get them sacked, why is it that some people can get away with admitting to things and nothing happening? I think, well, I think I, it, I, it goes back to, to what I was saying about the profit margins, right? If you look at... Um, uh, who just got fired, or well, who just reported that he got fired back in January, right? You look at Lars Sullivan and you look at Hulk Hogan. Both are people who have made racist comments. Um, Lars Sullivan did it on a bunch of uh, edgy fucking uh, incel uh, forums or whatever. Um, and no one gives a shit because no one was behind him anyway. And he yeah. could sell a black mask because he was shit. Um, but then you look at Hulk Hogan and no matter what Hulk Hogan is still making them a lot of fucking money. He is still a brand ambassador. He is still, uh, requested by the Saudis when they go over there. Uh, he still sells so much fucking merchandise. Um, so honestly, I, th I think it is just a, a point that if it become, if it gets to the point where it is not profitable to be behind Hogan, there won't be. If if it was if it was more profitable to get rid of all of his stuff from the network, they would do it in a heartbeat. I think, um, much like they they might do with Lars, you know, no, like. I don't think WWE would ever really go back and take matches off their network. I don't think that there's ever been any kind of record of that. I mean, they're very funny with the network. Some things have been edited out. Um, yeah. but it's never been like a full match. Like I think it's weird, it's weird things that might be a bit over-sexualized. Like I believe the, uh, what was the WrestleMania where it was Mickey James versus Trish? Was that 22? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the, the big, yeah, she got, they got rid of her licking the V sign. Um, that's, I think that's completely out of the network. So it's like little things like that. They will get rid of. It was surprising yeah. that, um, Sullivan oh. lasted this long. Sorry, Matt. Uh, Owen falling from the rafters that's been edited out. 
Well, I think they've still got the bit in because that that never made it to TV. Uh, I think there's like the long-standing rumor that there might be a copy of footage of yeah. him falling buried deep within Titan Tower. I don't think there is. I think no one caught that on film. Um, I think I think you can still watch it, and it does have them announcing it. If I'm right, I think they announce it, but I think yeah. like because that'd be hard to edit out because they do updates throughout the the show. I think yeah. A lot of a lot of the things surrounding it, like up until like the, there's no music for him playing. That like there's no music for his opponent playing. It's just Gr saying, mm-hmm. "This is what's happened." Yeah. Like with censorship, like you talk, we talk about the speaking out movement. Mm-hmm. We've touched. We've touched on racism. But then there's also a censorship in, like WWE not not allowing. I, I think it's it's censorship not allowing wrestlers to craft their own promos. Because uh, yeah, I think we, we, we've fair. seen from people we've seen from people like Jericho, Cena, Punk, Kevin Owens, that these people know. How to get a crowd going? They're yeah. the ones going out in front of a crowd every, like, well, not so much the last year, but five, six nights a week. But uh, I, I would, I would say to... it's more like, um, for example, uh, doing doing webinars as I as I used to do. Uh, I don't think I was being censored because I couldn't uh, cut my own promo instead of the script they gave me. It's more just like that's just more on poor management. Censorship would be more like um, uh, when Punk does cut a promo and they cut him off, I suppose, uh, in a sense. But yeah. I think we went, I would, we probably da- delved quite deep into the heavy side of, of what you could uh, see as censorship in wrestling, like cutting people's matches who are accused abusers or proven abusers. Um, but I mean, we could also talk more about the, the more light. Side. Well, I was, I was going to bring that up. Um, that's lighter conversation, I suppose. <laughs> so I, I think, think I don't think anyone wants three white men talking about sexism or sexual assault. Yeah, well, we we we're not necessarily the most qualified for it. I mean, that's no. the thing when we're not getting into that minutia. We're getting more into like the after effect of like what happens in this kind of medium to people following it. I mean, if you want to kind of go into, I guess, the more stranger sides of censorship or, like, lighter, um, it's the way WWE kind of tries to control that they're the only wrestling brand. So over the years, there's been numerous things. I was, like, doing bits of research for this. Back in 2010, there was a report that went out that apparently they didn't want wrestlers doing Ric Flair chops because they didn't want the crowd to do the woo following it. And that's because at the time, Ric Flair was in TNA. And then even as recent as, say, this year, um, when the Thunderdome became a thing, it's apparently been reported that if fans are sat there wearing an AEW shirt or any kind of outside promotion not affiliated with them, they weren't going to be allowed to be shown. That's where WWE censorship gets really strange because that's them trying to make it seem like there is no other alternative wrestling, like they're the only show in town. I mean, okay, censorship is is 
Okay. In a completely horrible capitalistic way, it's their product, it's their house, it's their show. Um, if you're watching Friends, right, mm-hmm. and they've blurred out someone's shirt on the show because they're wearing a, maybe someone on Friends is wearing a Frasier shirt, and for some reason they're like, well, Frasier doesn't exist, we're the only sitcom. Uh, would you call it censorship? I don't. I don't think so. Um, obviously, it's ridiculous mm. to do this because they ignore competition, which is so it ridiculous because they're they're making their own competition now, like with NXT India and so yeah, they tried to make NXT Japan and all of this kind of thing. Um, but them actually complete devil's advocate. Them actually doing it. I don't know if it borders on the same level as censorship in in the, the strictest term. Uh, is it the right thing to do? Fucking no. Uh, no. Someone should be able to wear a Bullet Club shirt or an Elite shirt or an FTR shirt or whatever. Um, because, yeah, there are more brands. There are more promotions. But I, I don't think it's censorship in the strictest term. Mm-hmm. But saying that, WWE are a publicly traded company, right? So they shouldn't be allowed. Because what's to say one of the people who they've not allowed is a shareholder? Like this, they they. I feel like if a shareholder, uh, well, that's well not look, someone, someone could, someone could, some like amateur, like trader. Someone who just does it like for something to do. Maybe they enjoy the thrill of trading stocks. They might buy one share. Now I know WWE are really going to give a shit about them, but they're they're censoring part of their company. Let's say a stakeholder signs up to be in Thunderdome, right? And they've gone, you know what? I'm going to wear an elite shirt because I want to tank the stock of WWE. If the, if WWE find out that their shareholder has gone onto a WWE product wearing a, a rival promotions thing, they'll probably be like, they'll probably uh, search them up and be like, is he trying to, is he trying to tank the stock? Uh, that's probably what goes through like their, their business head. It's just like, um, but all, they, I all they care about is profit margin. I was they'd, probably, they'd probably do them for insider trading. I was meaning someone like one of the three of us, like mm. a wrestling fan, just thought, right, I'll, I want to be able to say I own part of WWE, so I've bought a stock. And then just not thinking about it, got on the, got managed to get onto the Thunderdome and just happened to be wearing uh, a Cody Rhodes American Nightmare t-shirt. Just not thinking about it. Just that was what they were wearing that day. You walk up and just threw it on without thinking. Well, no, like got got home from work, got in the shower, thought, oh, I'm on the Thunderdome tonight. Just there's a t-shirt. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still just, don't. Just to like, it, like counts as a. I think it is a in, in a way it is censorship because that's pretty much said you will wear. What we you were wear and do what we want you to do, or we're going to kick you. Yeah, I mean, there were. There, do you remember the re- reports that, like, at the back of the live shows when AEW was just starting, there were talk mm. of um, 
they they gave people with AEW shirts WWE shirts. I don't remember if that was verified, but there were a few people that said it, and I don't believe they have a so, real line. What the staff at AEW were giving out WWE shirts? No, the staff at well, WWE. Uh, WWE, WWE, WWE shows oh. if someone turned up wearing a Bucks t-shirt or a Kenny t-shirt, they get given oh, a okay. Roman. Okay, all right, but it. Just on, on, I'm, I'm talking like, it's, it's practically semantics at this point. But in the strictest sense of censorship, is it censorship? Let's say uh, I go to a WWE show and I start chanting. Um, let's 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 talk about chants, right? We go to WWE and we do a CM Punk chant, all three of us. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd gets in with it, and on the live broadcast they mute that. Mm-hmm. Is that censorship? In the in the strictest term, yeah, you know they're stopping us. It's still their product. Let's say we then go to a recording of Countdown, uh, and we start <laughs> a, a Noel Edmonds chant because we fucking love Deal or No Deal, right? Uh-huh. The the is ticking down. It's like and you can't hear it because all you can hear. Is us chart, charting? Uh, no, no, no! Fucking Edmonds. <laughs> uh, to be fair, they're both countdown. Is that also censorship? You know, well, they're both channel. They're both channel four properties. So they'll edit out the fucking bit, but they're not going to be bothered about the Noel Edmonds. That's true. That's true. Uh, you haven't thought this through. To the countdowns. <laughs> Raw. Really, it would have been if we went to, if we went to countdown and we started chanting for pointless. Oh, oh yeah, Ooh. shout! <laughs> oh, we started chanting for I'm a celeb. Start chanting Jeremy Clarkson's name. No, I thought, no I'm a celeb. If, fucking, if, fucking. Uh, he wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> it's been a long day. Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's yeah, we still... know what I mean. Look, how, how many letters is now? Because when you go to a show, uh, when you go to a taped show, you basically sign, even if you don't sign anything, you you practically buy into a contract that says your likeness is uh, is asked to do what we want with. We can make promo packages with you, right? For example, um, Ms. Girl, or the guy that went when Taker lost. Um, they don't own their likeness at that time for that. WWE yeah. do. Um, well, that's part they... of because technically they're in a in a public forum, so you can't uh, not consent to be a public forum. It's not because it's not like a town hall meeting, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I would see what you have to tick we should try and get on the thunderdome you know we should yeah. see what you have to do and what you have to agree to to be on the thunderdome um i could and check just... and see if there's if there's actually a list up online right now if you guys want to keep going yeah, might as well I, it's yeah. it's interesting i know i'm i know i'm basically trying to i'm practically being a bit of a prick here where i'm just like nah not censorship but like um yeah it's i don't know it's Solely on a, this is their company. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, viewpoint. I don't really see it as censorship. 
do I agree with it? No, it's fucking dumb. But it's hardly like you're locking me away. You know, you're not you're not locking away. Uh, 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 what's the? Who's the guy that just got jailed in Russia? The the the. Oh, the yeah, I know who you mean, but three point five. But he's already done a year under house arrest. It's not yeah. like I'm. Um, is it for silly? Maybe, whatever. Uh, it's not like I'm being put in a gulag or I'm being put. Uh, yeah. you know, the 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 rosas aren't showing up to my house and slapping me on the wrist and saying, "All right, Sonny, you've worn a, you've worn your your cleaner shirt, your 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 Kenny Omega shirt." to wwe raw you better you're down a slammer you know i'm not i'm not being victimized i suppose because if if you're the victim of censorship you're actually a victim and i don't really think that there's any kind of victimhood that goes on when they just do that it's just a really stupid business decision mm -hmm. well it, it depends what level of censorship you want to you want to go to because you can go from what we started talking about with the speaking out movement or you our dog <laughs> there's a doggy <laughs> um, or you or you could go to the uh, to the complete other end of being like you're getting in you're getting someone stopped you on the street to do a speak like a bit for channel four news and they give you a list of words you can't say so it just depends what side of the, what end of the spectrum you're going to be on. Right. Well, ultimately then, let's say someone uh, shows up to uh, Raw wearing a shirt that is like accusing someone um, of doing something. You know, let's say there's a movement at a show of a, a load of people wearing a shirt that, uh, you know, accuses someone. You know, is that more censorship? than just censoring out an AEW thing. You'd say yes, see, because it's serious allegations. See, that's, that's different, because that's defamation. Well, I mean... Rather than censorship. In this, in this... Well, yeah, but then they'd censor what they were doing, right? Well, yeah, but again, because like, if WWE promoted that, then they could be liable for defamation as well, for allowing that to go out. They, they, then, the like, say if it was... On a raw show, a lot of people turned up with uh, T-shirts that said, "Say Matt LeBlanc is a rapist." Wow. Just Matt, Le Matt LeBlanc was just the first person that popped into my head. <laughs> what did <Really>? Joey do? <laughs> Joey did everything. <laughs> he didn't share his food. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, then if WWE allowed that a lot of people with those t-shirts or those signs to go out, then Matt LeBlanc could turn around and say, well, they were they were allowing this to happen. They must believe it. I'm suing them as well. Right. And then let's say a month down the line, he admits to it. People would look back and say WWE censored these people. But at the time, at if there was time, no... If all it, I'm it, saying evidence. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If all it's all I'm saying like you can anyone of anything. Yeah. Like you see it in a in parliament. Well you well, you could see it in parliament. Like you could see someone accusing 
Boris Johnson of whatever doesn't make it true, but they mm. still want power to happen in Parliament. Even if there was a slight bit of evidence, they wouldn't. So it just depends on the situation at the time. Like, I, I get what you're saying about WWE being a being a company they don't want to advertise the the competition. But at the same time, it's not going like the, the majority of people who watch AEW or New Japan or Impact or Ring of Honor or Progress or whatever already know these things exist. Yeah. And most likely, even most casual fans nowadays, because of mm-hmm. the internet, will have seen, oh, AEW is a thing. Dean Ambrose is there. Chris Jericho is there. Or they'll have heard of New Japan, they'll have heard of Ring of Honor. So it's not really doing anything, I don't think, to not let these people on. I mean, looking at the Thunderdome thing, I can't find much of a checklist, but it, apparently a lot of places are staying if you are... They are they discourage you from wearing anything that like is associated with any kind of other promotion. So that's where <laughs> it's, it's like they aren't... They definitely aren't allowing people to wear like AEW shirts or what, anything that isn't affiliated with WWE. Um, the, uh, there's not much in the way of what you can't do. Like, so, like I think there's some obvious stuff. I mean, one thing that would... Um, ruin your experience, Jace, is that you're not allowed to be visibly intoxicated or smoke while on screen. I don't smoke on screen. <laughs> I drink. I don't smoke. <laughs> and to be fair, I only have cheese. <laughs> I didn't hear that. So you say you smoke everywhere but on screen. Yeah. yeah. Someone whacked on camera. Just... <laughs> <laughs> It's weird though because some people wearing an AEW shirt at a at a W at a WWE show or wearing a WWE shirt to an AEW show more more the the, the former yeah it it is almost I know that people wear them often as a sign of rebellion you know as a as a as a statement um. For example, if I if I went to WWE Raw and I put on a Bullet Club shirt, uh, or I put on a, an AEW shirt, part of me would be like, it, it, it is kind of a, uh, it's definitely a statement that you're making with that. And I know so many people that, you know, that, that, that do that. I think I think you're right. I think there are some fans that, although. They are going to do that as a bit of a rebellious statement to kind of show that they're more in favor of another promotion. But I feel like at the same time, I feel like a lot of fans don't really think of that connection. Like a guy could just wear a Young Buck shirt to a WWE show because he just thought, this is a wrestling shirt, I'm going to wear this. So I'd, I'd imagine those would be the fans you'd feel a bit more for if they showed up to a show like that and were told, no, you need to put this shirt on that represents Roman Reigns because we don't want a Young Buck shirt on TV. It's a purely uh, thing that only happens in these larger promotions, right? Yeah. When you go to Progress, when I wear a shirt to Progress, uh, re- well, I'll always wear a wrestling shirt to Progress, but it's it's honestly like... You know, there's not a single part of my brain that's like, I'm going to fucking show progress my AEW shirt and show them the competition. Because 
to anything smaller, there's no competition. There's no, there, there is no censoring my shirt uh there because fucking that why the fuck would they um when when you go to a, a progress show or a little indie show wearing a shirt like that it's more to just show your love of wrestling but when yeah. you go to a wwe show wearing an AEW shirt sure there's a bunch loads of people that don't really care or register they just put on a shirt yeah but, but there is still a statement in wearing it that um that a lot of people are making, I suppose. It's it's so, it's so weird that that you can that putting on a shirt is a statement when you put it on there as opposed to wearing it just outside of the arena. I find it it's very counteractive to the point they're making that they're going to go to a WWE show to represent the brand that they prefer, but yet they've sh- still shelled out what like fifty bucks for a ticket. You know what I mean. Yeah. Those, those those are the kind of fans that would sound off in the Facebook comments saying WWE's rubbish, it's nowhere near as good as it used to be, blah blah blah. But they'll still tune in and follow the product. You know what I mean? It's like if, if you really felt that way, why would you pay the money to support this product? Yeah, with, with the shirts thing, I just hope that this is a, well, it's sort of is to do with censorship. Hmm. Um I hope that when they say no, you can't wear that, you've got to wear one of our shirts. I'll hope they let them choose which one. Oh yeah, I'd be like, well, if I'm not, if I have to wear one of your shirts, I get to pick it from the merch table. Yeah. If they fucking yeah. come up to me and they're like, they're like, oh, I put on this shirt and I put it on, and I'm wearing a Lars Sullivan shirt. I'd leave. Yeah, you'd be I'd so be mad. Shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> Maybe that's a stance you could take. It's like you go put on one of our shirts and you're like, nah, it's fine. I just won't wear one at all and just be be the topless <laughs> bloke in the in the stands. <laughs> To be fair, I reckon if you could get enough people, you could fill an arena with people with no shirts on. <laughs> Just like do the classic thing to do at like American football Nick games and write like a wrestler's like one letter of each of a wrestler's name on each stomach. You know what I mean? And get in a line. You do, uh, you do L, you do A, I'll do N, and we find another person with A, and hopefully we line up and it spells Lana. But you know, it's a toss up. <laughs> <laughs> used to go and to go and get a drink or something something you know they might have to censor it in fact yeah that's that's where there'll just be a big blur where there's there's just like a patch of skin oh, that definitely <laughs> definitely read lana at one point yeah i think that's what we need to do at some point if this pod gets bigger we need to start a, a campaign we will go to a show all go topless get as many people as we can but we'll make sure we do it in america where they're most likely they're just going to go, oh, it must be topless day. Whoop. So then it's just <laughs> everyone. And we'll make sure it's a taping. Um, Bro, if we're going with stuff painted on our stomach, I'm really going to have to shave down there. Yeah, I'm just, it's, a, it's a jungle, boys. It's yeah, jungle. man. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. I've got a button-up shirt on. So I'm living. Bum, 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 bum. People are like, are like, oh, let's give, let's let's give women a chance for the for the women's revolution. Oh, let's get Daniel Bryan to WrestleMania. Let's go Kofi Mania, and we're like, let's be shirtless. Yeah, we're essentially we're essentially like the weakest form of streakers. Like, rather than just going full on with it, we're just like, no, let's just get half naked. We're not even close to the ring. We're in the fucking nosebleeds, and we're just shirtless, <laughs> just like way in the back, like. <laughs> Look at us. 
Kennst du nicht? <lacht> <lacht> oh. To be fair, they probably wouldn't show me, even if we were on like hard cam, they would do whatever they could not to show me because they'd probably think that the heartogram around my around my nipple <laughs> is probably a symbol. symbol. Bloody Satanists coming to our show, ruining our fun. <laughs> to be fair, in America, they probably would think it was a pentagram. I'm pretty I mean, sure there's good proportion. So, so we've, we've talked about... Um... We, we've, we've jumped around on a bunch of different subjects there. Let's, I guess let's touch on uh, when a network wants to censor something because a mm. network obviously rates a, every single thing they put on has to have some kind of uh, parental rating of some kind, right? Uh, over here, you've got PG, U, uh, uh, 12. 12A, 15, 18, yeah. Um, over there, you've got R rated, M for mature, uh is it no m for mature is just for video games, well right? this is this is more their ratings and those ones are obviously more film tv is very different over there like we have the watershed don't we so it gets past nine o'clock yeah. that's that's when they say okay now you can swear be a bit more edgy yeah, in america they don't necessarily have a watershed thing like even past a certain time it's still very taboo to hear swearing on shows like it's only been in the last couple of years things have relaxed a little bit obviously you've got those shows that will push the envelope but swearing yeah but like swearing and a lot of stuff is still heavily bleeped out and censors whereas over in the over in the uk it's like no you can say fuck as much as you want past nine o'clock and we're not going to really do much about it obviously we've been through the very famous pg era Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think a lot of the show has been rated uh tv 14 because that's their sort of well, yeah, um, the, the, yeah, they're trying to push it a bit more right. adult, you know. Yeah. It, to me, it doesn't feel like the product's really changed much. Um, no. Also, you know, the, the way that these ratings boards work is completely ridiculous, you know. Nudity is an instant mature or 18. Yeah. Uh, but you can you can bloody someone up in TV 14. You can you could practically show a beheading on a TV show, and they'd probably still rate it a fifteen in the UK. This or, is why, if you look at the history of it, not just in TV but in film, age ratings are entirely pointless. Like I'm on the stance entirely pointless. Like if I grew up watching stuff I shouldn't have because of an age rating, and I, it doesn't warp a person's mind, it doesn't kind of make you like a, it doesn't kind of make you want to go out and shoot someone or do something you shouldn't. I think what it comes down to is it, it should there shouldn't be age rate on stuff. It should just be always down to like context and whether the parent decides it's okay for them to watch it. I don't think that they need to have an age rate that restricts someone from being able to go watch a certain age thing as long as someone's young has been given that permission to do so. It should be fine. Yeah, and there's no there is no stopping kids from watching things now. Yeah, exactly. Can't because your kid knows more than you about the device in their hand. Yeah, exactly. If they want to watch something they're watching it already um put it this way like you could ban a kid from going to see a film because it's got violent fighting in it but then they can go on youtube and watch a real fist fight recorded on someone's camera phone and that's a lot more violent to behold because it's real that's a real thing half the people don't even care you know that 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 like uh my my mother wouldn't let me watch wrestling as a kid um (laughs) too violent wrestling was uh and 
like I had to go over to friends to watch tape to WrestleManias and VHS and like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played GTA as a kid, and then it got I got to like yeah. the age of twelve, and then my mom was like, oh, "Fuck it, just do whatever. I don't care." And I'm... here's eighteen. I'll buy it for you. Yeah, uh, I went to movie theaters as uh, when I was thirteen, and I would go up, and the guy would ask, uh, "When were you born?" And then I would I would I would say, "Uh." 1992, and then he'd be like, <laughs> "Don't you mean 1991?" And I'd say, "Yeah," and he'd be like, "All right," and you go, yeah. um, because it's it's like you say, it's it, you can't put a, 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 an intelligence rating on a on a piece of media. Uh, no, partly it would it would be very uh, weird to do so. I suppose. Yeah, and also because you can't really measure that, but. But yeah, um, but as to how they use these these ratings and what dictates what happens, one of the biggest things is people talk about bringing the attitude era back because they miss um, people talk about bringing the attitude era back because they miss blood and they miss yeah. violence, as if that's actually what's missing or or you know that that's that's needed. And when someone does get bloodied up. You have to put it in black and white because no one, because it, then it's just black liquid on their face and no one knows what that is. You, know? <laughs> um, you can make an argument that, that someone getting bloodied up does make a match better. You could look at Bret Hart and Stone Cold. You could look at my favorite match from the last few years, uh, uh, Cody Dustin, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, the, the Blood Brothers match. Mad, amazing. But like, Does it need to be censored? Does it need to be black and white? Um, should they just kind of go ham? And and even if they do, it, it's not like they're really being censored, right? Yeah. Because they don't use a lot of blood doesn't mean they're being censored from using blood. They wouldn't use it in every match. It would be ridiculous. It's not we're not ECW or or, or you know GCW uh, or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, that in that context, it's like less. It, it's one of those things where they've WWE. We already know that they basically have a no blade and no blood policy. Like that's pretty clear cut. But that's because that's making their conscious effort to make sure they are being a family friendly product because that's what they advertise themselves as. AEW is that product that aims to be more for the teenager to like all like younger adult slightly beyond that but even then like they don't use blood heavily like the, it's a promotion that definitely has it but it's it's something that the only clearly are smart enough to know you need it for a certain type of match and for a, it should only be brought out on certain occasions if you if you went back to this the attitude era where you could watch a pay-per-view and see at least a couple of matches where blood would be drawn it's just kind of eventually lost its meaning mm. yeah it's I mean, the same it's like, it's like that with uh, anything in wrestling though like it's a, what a what it used to be like. Like say, if the main event was going to have a table spot, like no other match in that on that card was having a table spot. It's the same with blood. Like bring it out every now and then. Like I think the last feud I can remember that could have that should have had blood. I can't remember if it actually did. Was a uh, Edge and Orton. Mm. Like that could have done with blood because of how like personal it was and how violent it should have been. 
I could have done with a bit of colour. But like having a random uh, Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. No. No. Not at all. Obviously yeah, I mean, accidents happen. Yeah. Uh, the, but, the conversation then would be does blood actually heighten a match? Um I look back to some of my favorites and a lot of them do have blood. I don't it, it's it's it, it is a storytelling tool. Um a lot of the again, time. Again, like would do it like now if you see someone get busted open, you're like, Oh my god, he's been busted open. Right. Like it's because it's such yeah, a yeah. rare like it's it's shocking. It's but back in the attitude era, it was like, oh look, he's been busted open. Yeah. Mm. We're going back to obviously you saying, I and I agree, it's one of the best matches from like the last couple of years. Dustin and Cody. Do you think that match would have been the same without the blood? It, um, it's uh, it's one of the things where because wrestling is what it is, you can't have a director's cut of a match. You know, you can't have a, a Snyder cut. They're not going to go back and make a Snyder cut of that match that is like four hours long and there's more blood um, because that's just not how it is. Wrestling is, is flash in the pan. Once it happens, it's happened. Yeah. Um, well, maybe now WWE, they can pre-show, they can pre-tape things. Maybe they do a bloody one and a non-bloody one. But um Retroactively to say that it would have been worse with no blood, I don't know. Um, I don't think it would have been worse. I think the blood is the perfect example of that match being heightened because it's the fact that they are like they are blood, they are brothers, and I feel like that's sort of where you get into a bit of the sort of symbolic gesture that these two brothers that are bound by blood are drawing each other's blood in this very physical and brutal match. So I feel like the match would have still been obviously a great, great one because they're both terrific workers. But I feel like it was the blood that really sort of cemented that match as as what it was. Yeah, I think I think that's a point. Like, I've got no problem with blood in wrestling. Like you said about uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold, like just that image of Austin bleeding, like that's like that's iconic. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is are you are you going to have blood in a match for the sake of having blood, or to heighten the match? Because yeah. at, the, at the time of Austin Brett, like that was a time where they weren't allowed color, they weren't allowed to bleed intentionally, yeah. and they campaigned so hard for that. They even got Shawn Michaels. To have a word with Vince, mm-hmm. like that's how much they wanted it, and I think they made the right decision. It, it is just—is it going to—is are you doing it for the sake of it, or are you doing it for a reason? Well, it's like you said. I don't that image of Austin being in the sharpshooter and that look on his face—that is like one of the most iconic iconic images ever from wrestling. I don't uh, that image probably wouldn't be the same if it didn't have the blood literally leaking down no. his face through like the no. pain like like it would just look like a regular cell in a submission hole that kind of really cemented 
because that match cemented like how much of a badass Austin was because he never tapped out, he never quit. And then he had to go through all this just to eventually pass out. And that's how he ended up losing the match. So that's kind of an example where it heightens it. If we take the most recent uh, big example, I would say is yeah. if Becky Lynch didn't get busted up, which was an accident mm-hmm. if she, well, that we know of, um, yeah. if she didn't get busted up, she probably wouldn't have had that run. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had that, you know, in the stands, you know, arms up, blood pouring from the face, a visual. If they decided to censor that, you probably wouldn't have had that run. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it with, with the blood thing, it might be done on the fly. Because sometimes you see someone get busted open and there's no like referees coming down, trainers coming down, mopping them up. You just, they just get on with it. But most of the time, you get trainers coming down, deciding whether they gloves in the back pocket, putting the gloves on, stopping the match. What was the the, the, the Joe Balor one of their matches? They yeah, stopped. Yeah, bleeding quite a lot. Yeah, um, he got his nose busted, and it looked very close to like the match was gonna have to be stopped because they literally had to stop while the referee was checking on it, even though. Joe is a hard bastard and probably wouldn't care because even if it was broken, he'd want to continue. But that's obviously just the stance WWE has on, I guess, a lot of injuries now that if someone... Back in the day, if it was that you got your your nose broken, tough shit, you carry on. Now it's probably the case if it did happen, they would probably stop the match. Mm -hmm. Back onto censorship. Um, If... if they let they got rid of the matches with David Starr, or they got rid of the matches with uh, Devlin or whoever. Um, again, due process. Maybe it shouldn't be taken away. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what my standpoint is on that. It is like if ten people come out and say that this person is an abuser, maybe you should pull the matches before the trial. But then, obviously, if the trial happens and they are uh, found innocent. I just, like, my whole stance is, like, even if, obviously, I think someone like David Starr has more or less been bangs to rights because he's kind of admitted it. Like, I, I, the thing is with a lot of this, I I always like to wait until we see what the verdict is. I don't want to just automatically throw everything into one basket, if you like. Um, I guess you have to put into into play there, like, let's say uh, Devlin, let's say Devlin thing is still going on. Yeah. And you, the WWE, push on as as, as intended. Um, it, it's uh, it's so it's difficult because the world continues. The, the world of wrestling will continue, and someone could lose a spot uh, because you know uh, of allegations. Most of the time, they probably deserve to fucking lose the spot. Um, yeah, with ten fucking plus people coming out, uh, but. And then half the time they never do lose that spot, even if it comes out that it is true anyway. So I don't know. My I guess my biggest point is is if they did decide to remove matches on the network, mm-hmm. you you I mean you have to look at it like is the match being there a glorification of that person? Um, in the same way that you would take down statues of Confederate soldiers in. Uh, 
in uh, America or whatever. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, you take up the good with the bad. Let's, uh, fuck, you know, fuck all your heroes, right? All your heroes are evil. Uh, you know, Mahatma Gandhi was a racist. Uh, mm-hmm. Really didn't like black people. Um, I I would not bat an eye if you took down his his statues because of that, and if you took down uh, David Starr's matches, I wouldn't bat an eye. Um, I think the conversation to have is not a bad one, you know, to to be like, is it good or is it bad? Um, yeah, you have to put into some kind of account. I just feel like people and do these other people get affected by the matches being taken away, you know? I just feel like in, in some sense like this, I, I agree there should be maybe a better discussion on what the solution should be. I feel like a lot of these things are very gut reaction. So like Progress found out about all this, and obviously they looked pretty bad in the start of it because of the way the original management tried to handle a lot of the things. So maybe that was a bit of a gut check reaction it's just very surprising that they're getting rid of only this one person and they've got quite a lot of other people on that service that should be as equally removed right you keep the matches up you keep all the matches up right Mm -hmm. and you go back now we can do this right you go back and you deep fake the face or the whole body you deep fake (laughs) the entire body with that uh uh you know when the uh, title is vacant and it's just that like completely like featureless model of a person. <laughs> yeah. You in, in every match of someone with those accusations, you put in the featureless model until uh they're either um a, a, you know the the case is thrown out or they're found innocent, in which case you put them back. Uh or if they're not, then I don't know, put it up to fan vote. Maybe no. you replace you replace Osprey uh or, or you, you replace uh uh you put in Osprey or you put in whoever or, or, or someone, whoever has the least allegations. I think. No, no, Garrett, 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 you've already, you've already said the perfect thing. If, if it was in the case of progress, because the character of vacant is oh, technically yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, canon. Yeah. Cause he was in there. He was in their rumble match back at uh, still chasing. So he's technically canon. But that's my two cents. You CGI. I, I mean, as as fun as that would probably be to kind of... I just think editing and removing stuff isn't always necessarily the right way to go about it. I think you can... I think you can kind of keep it there, but make, but maybe have it so it is, so people are aware of the person and, like, what they did. Like, going back to the whole thing of, like, maybe even before the match came on or at the start of the show, have that little disclaimer or someone sort of talking about it, saying... So and so was implicated in this. We don't condone their actions, but just erasing things from history. Like I, I think things like statues, they're always gonna eventually change and be brought down. And that is kind of like how history will change it. But at least people will always know that was once a thing. I think just erasing it, pretending like it didn't happen isn't really gonna help matters. I don't know. No, you need to acknowledge your history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think it's fine to change things. like Because like, the, the argument with statues is they're saying you can't pull that down as part of our history. But the thing is that history will always be remembered because it's part of history. Changing a statue isn't too no. much of a bad thing. That's that's well, like it, just changing the way times are reflective. It's 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 so not like black and white in any regards. In, in any no. Statue, it's very grey. 
what a statue is is it's a glorification that's exactly what a statue is that's why it is there um you know like you you look at nelson's column it's a fuck off big column you know yeah. you can't not look at it and be like oh, that guy's i guess pretty high up um you, you to have someone's match up is is almost you could almost say it's near the like a similar thing right I could understand when people say that having their match there is still a glorification of that person mm-hmm. uh, and, and showcasing their work is still that, um, even with a, a, a warning beforehand. Again, I have no idea what the right thing to do is. When I watched Tom and Jerry as a kid, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was racial coding. Um, I thought that the, the character, the maid, was the mother because I was a, a dumb child and I didn't realize that it was a, a racist depiction of the maid. Um, yeah. Because I had no fucking idea. Yeah, um, same. It's like, it's it's just a weird thing in because it's not just in wrestling you see things like this. Like, but then like a lot of industries aren't willing to go back and delete. Like, for example, Kevin Spacey, massive actor, big name, and he's basically got no career now because of things he's done in the past but you could still easily log on to netflix or amazon prime right now and find a bunch of his movies yeah um you could yeah i didn't realize he was because they didn't they didn't advertise that he was yeah but obviously not taking away his movies and i'm pretty sure you can go on spotify and still find lost profit songs right after what their lead singer did you know so it's It's one of them things like i've like it's like let's say you take Chris Benoit mm. and his match shirt angle at the Royal Rumble. Like I think we'll all agree that is a fucking phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. So to take that match down, yes, Chris Benoit is a monster for what he did, but Kurt Angle's not. Yeah. Same as the majority of people who are in films with Kevin Spacey. Like, you're not just getting rid of Kevin Spacey's art. You're getting rid of all these other people. You're not just getting rid of Chris Benoit's matches. You're getting rid of all these other people. So is, like, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is, it would is removing one person worth removing all these other people? It's, it, it will, I think it will always be a case-by-case basis in a sense but again to to play the other part the other side not that i i'm sure abusers uh, uh, i'm sure abusers aren't being searched up by the people they've abused so that they can watch their matches again and again but no. even then yeah even the the matches being there is could poss i again i i can't speak for anyone yeah um, but but the matches being there and the people still seemingly, even if they've lost a job, right? And like, for example, um, Joey Ryan isn't employed, I don't believe, by anyone. Uh, uh, and, and people like that aren't. But his matches are still there. People, you know, uh, survivors could perceive that as not having any kind of repercussions for actions. Um and it could, I mean, you know, it could still very well be hurtful that it's there, especially if 
somehow it's it, it slips through the cracks, right? That um, uh, an intern at WWE goes through a bunch of um, old footage of of a match, right? Um, and because they're like trying to, they're making a promo and they're like, oh, this guy hit this move really good on this guy, not paying attention to who it is, but because it's there and it hasn't been deleted or, or censored or whatever, they then put out a promo package with someone doing a, a, a super kick onto an abuser that could possibly still slip through the cracks at some point mm. um, and, and, poss- and might even, you know, uh, really upset some people, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what you're saying there. Like, I think it's one of them things of, it might be one of them things of, you have to keep looking. Because in because WWE never mentioned Chris Benoit because they don't show any of his matches or anything like that. They don't just they just don't mention him. Like it might be one of them things that in like ten years, the majority of people working for WWE behind the scenes. Well, maybe not ten years, but like maybe say twenty years, they're not going to know who Chris Benoit is. So I think it's just one of the things you need to keep looking at it. Like, right, where do we stand on this now? Because, like, like, like with the Tom and Jerry stuff, some things that were acceptable then are not going to be acceptable in the future. It's like there'll be things that we do every day now, things we say, things we do, that we don't bat an eyelid, but when we're in our 50s and 60s, it's going to be deplorable what we've done. Hmm. I think this entire episode, Greg, yeah, you should just censor yourself. Um, yeah, I feel like you guys have just been driving this one. I've just had to sit back and just let you guys go at it. <laughs> I, you I just need to turn yourself into like the... You know the red and green characters on the creator wrestler when you're doing your yeah. moveset? Just turn your <laughs> over them. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the, the problem is I don't have an answer. I'm not in a position of power. Uh, Same. You know. Okay, um, I think that's like a good way to kind of cap it off is that we're just, yeah. this is just us debating what we think and our ideas. And we're not looking to offend anyone. I think we should point that no, out. Some people no, are hurt by this no, comments. No, no. This is just three different dudes' opinions on what we think. And it, and everything we say isn't like people could easily say, say something and think we're saying the other thing. It's not the case at all. This is just sort of some ideas we're throwing out and kind of giving a broad discussion to something that isn't really brought up that much because i mean when we were sort of saying that when was the last time someone really ever talked about censorship in wrestling it's not brought up as heavily um we just we just want to kind of have a little bit of discussion and a bit debate about it and kind of share our opinions on it and talk about things like the we as a company how they combat censorship even though they were quite readily to take the piss out of being censored by having a group called right to censored so it's a bit of a up and down kind of roller coaster, but it, yeah. it's, it jumps back to profitability. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably not profitable for them to. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if if Vince puts in a a, a group called uh, Cancel Culture. You know, yeah, uh, because he sees that as profitable at the time, um, and that's that's why things do stay up. Because if there was uproar and people boycotted, if he didn't 
they'd do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope we've we've tried to look through every viewpoint and 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 see what how things being still up or or not being censored or things being censored in different ways could could affect different people. Um, uh, at the end of the day, we're just three morons that watch wrestling together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is, and we just love it so much that we like to have these big discussions. We're not looking to take sides, and we're not looking to offend anyone. We just want to debate it, and that's part of the fun, I suppose. Wrestling is much nicer when the curtain is is closed and you can't see behind. You know. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Is a magical man, not a man behind the curtain. No. <laughs> Any closing remarks, then, lads, on censorship before we wrap things up? Free to bed. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg, you are a, a fucking cunt, and I hope that you uh, uh, bleep, bleep, uh, you absolute piece of shit. Fuck you, fuck you. Uh, censor all of those, uh, if you will. And because I'm such a pacifist, I love you too, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go fuck yourself. No, I love you too, man. Wait. What? Uh- Ah, <laughs> it's so dis- <laughs> ah, ah! They're becoming one. Go, give, me, give, me, give me half a head. Wait. <laughs> we are legion, for we are sorry, many. Sorry, audio listeners. On the video, we're, we're half and half. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, if you want to find us on the social media, you can find us at the Bear Hug Club podcast for Facebook and the YouTube, Bear Hug Club pod on Instagram, and Bear Hug Club on Twitter. They're all at the bottom of the screen right there. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Let us know in the comments like where you stand on this kind of thing. What are your thoughts about censorship in wrestling? Uh, what did you think about the Royal Rumble? Um, yeah, and we'll catch you all next week. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.